Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's Brother Joe here, and uh, I'm glad you could join me for Wednesday's Bible study. Today, the subject is giving. And uh, we all, if you have love, Jesus in your heart, uh, you'll have that love to give. And so we'll look at scriptures about how God instructs us to give. Now, the first passage we'll look at is in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, reading verse 9 and 10. And it reads, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, but especially to those who are of the household of faith. Brothers and sisters, that means especially the Christians, right? Um, you know, the churches aren't meeting right now because of the uh, COVID-19 and we're doing home worship. And, um, but, you know, we still need to, to remember our, our brothers and sisters in the church. If they're in need of food or clothes, uh, we need to step up and help them. Same thing, the church itself. If uh, you're a pastor or an elder, you need to do that. I know uh, there's a pastor in Israel that I've communicated with named Pastor Aviv. And on the weekends, they put um, baskets together with canned foods and fruit and things like that. And he, he sends them on uh, little motorcycles to deliver them to uh, his congregation in need. So we need to do that, brothers and sisters. All right, the next passage is, is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 and 8. Now, this is, what this is, is, is Paul is talking to the church of Corinth, and he has already bragged to Macedonia and how willingly they are to give. And he has told them to... Uh, in, in verse 9, to put aside something in advance. I recommend that, that, you know, once a month you put aside something, okay, uh, to, to give to the needy, to the church, to the fellow Christians in need that you may come across, or just a stranger that, had, that needs a handout, okay? And reading from verse 7 and 8, it says, so let each one give as he proposes in his heart. This is the New Testament. This is the gospel. You understand? The old covenant, you had to give a tenth. A tenth is not unreasonable. But the new covenant tells us to give out of our heart. What we can afford. What we, our heart tells us to give. Okay? And this is what it says. I'll read again. So let each one give as he proposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. Amen? Amen. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Yeah, that's a good work. That's, you know, you help somebody. God's going to help you. That's what he's telling you. And you will always have an abundance. 
Scripture tells us he shows mercy to the ones who shows mercy. Amen? Amen. Now we're going to read a parable and it's entitled in my book the unjust the unjust steward and it's a good title for this steward we are all stewards of god's money all the money you have is god's money and he wants you to be a good steward of that money he doesn't want you to just give it to anyone right he doesn't want you to give money to a drug addict to go buy drugs right Right. You know, you see bums on the street, they, they're asking for money, okay? Or they need food, says sign. No, I need food. Then give them food, brothers and sisters. Remember, Matthew 25 says, I asked you for food, you gave me none. I asked you for drink, you gave me none. He cast those believers into hell. But the ones who gave, they get to go to heaven, right? He says, it, it was as if you didn't give it to me. So what I do, brothers and sisters, is as I take a plastic bag like this, a Ziploc bag, I put goodies in there like granola bars, peanuts, fruit roll-ups, raisins, things that won't go bad but are good and healthy for the body. And more importantly, I put a tract, a tract in there. This particular one says, it's free. What's free, brothers and sisters? Salvation. Amen. And so he can read or she can read and get spiritually fed as well. So when you come off that off-ramp or wherever and somebody is begging, hand them one of these. I guarantee you, many times you'll hear God bless you. Many times it'll be an angel. You won't know it. Scripture says, beware. You may be entertaining an angel and not know it. So be of good cheer and give the person what they need, okay? The people you see. Amen? Amen. All right, so now we're going to read about a steward that's not a good steward. And it reads from uh, Luke 16, 1. He also said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a steward, and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship. For you can no longer be a steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. Meaning he's going to lose his job. I cannot dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. That's a little dishonest, yes? Yes. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? So he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write 80. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly, wisely. And now this is Jesus talking to you and it's written in red, brothers and sisters. For the sons of this world, that's the sinners, the unbelievers, are more shrewd 
that means wise, in their generation, then the sons of light, sons of light are you and me, if you're saved today. You understand? What he's trying to say is, don't just believe everyone they ask for money. Be wise, be smart. You know, the scripture are going, we're going to read says, test all spirits, right? There's people taking advantage of your heart. There's people taking advantage of my heart. And I have been taken advantage of. And God does not like it. He does not like you being taken advantage, but he doesn't like you allowing it to happen. You understand? So you got to be smart. Reading Psalms 112, he tells us that a good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Discretion means discernment, good judgment. So use good judgment, brothers and sisters. Reading first John. And chapter 3, verse 17, it says, But whosoever has his worldly goods and sees his brother, sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? Right? Remember, if you have the Holy Spirit, this is how you know if you have the Holy Spirit. If today you believe that Jesus, Son of God, came down incarnated in human form to die a crucifixion for you, for you and me, for our sins, was buried in a rose, you have repented from your sins, you have changed your evil ways, you put on that new man, you're not perfect, you, you make mistakes, you ask God for forgiveness and He forgives you, but you're not sinning like you did before you were saved. Okay? And He has filled you with the Holy Spirit. You know you've been filled with the Holy Spirit because you will have that love because God says He is love. And if He's inside of you, when that poor person has His hand out, you're going to give Him something. Whether it's change out of your pocket or the packet that I showed you, you're going to give. And here it says, if you see someone in need and you have, you will give. If not, how can the love be in you? You understand? And if it's not in you, brothers and sisters, then you need to pray that God renews your mind and your heart and fill you with the Holy Spirit so that you do have that. And you then, then you have the down payment to go to heaven, brothers and sisters, and written in the book of life. All right? In verse 18, it says, My little children, let us not love in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth. You understand? James says, faith without works is dead. Works without faith is death. Got to have both. All right, brothers and sisters? Now, reading from Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves, Okay? You will know them by their fruits. Remember I told you, don't believe everybody that comes to you and asks you for money. They may be a pastor. Right? Remember there's 12 apostles. 12 chosen disciples. 
that walk with Jesus, hear Jesus, eat with Jesus, but one is a thief, Judas. So don't think everybody that goes by the name reverend or pastor is a good one, right? Don't trust everyone you meet and just say, okay, here's my money. Be a good steward. Reading from Colossians chapter 3, verse 9. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Okay, this is one of the first things Jesus tells us to change in our life when we become a born-again Christian and we want to serve him, is not to lie to one another, right? And this is what I'm trying to tell you is the way to, to test the spirits of these wolves in sheep clothing is if you catch them in a lie. I used to work in a court setting and there's a jury instruction that tells the jurors, instructs the jurors, that when you're listening to the witness, if you believe the witness lied in just one answer, one time, you can disregard his whole testimony. You understand? So if somebody lies, you catch them in a lie, some charitable organization, or even a pastor, and you've been giving money Wake up, right? I have been guilty of that. I was in Uganda, Africa once, and a pastor lied to me. Not once, but twice. Red flags should have been going off. But I, I just didn't want to believe that the brother was bad. You understand? And so, he needed help with rent for the church building. So I helped them out. But then I got woken up by that passage that we read, that God wants you to be a good steward. So I went, I actually took law enforcement with me because somebody else had told me that this man's been stealing from you, ripping you off, telling you it's one price, but it's another. And law enforcement went and spoke to the landlord who lived less than a block from the church that was being rented. And I heard with my own ears that the landlord said, no, that amount on that receipt, I didn't sign that receipt. And that amount is incorrect. It's much less. Do you hear me? So you've got to be a good steward. But I've had... You got, to, you got to look into it. You understand? God does not want you to waste his money. Amen? Amen. Now, reading from uh, the original King James uh, chapter, or Book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 42, it reads... And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believes in me, that's you and me, brothers and sisters, if you're a Christian, it is better for him that a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea 
Do you understand? God has your back. And anybody that rips off, steals from his money, from a Christian, is going to pay for it. All right? And I will show you one more passage in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 31. If the righteous will be recompensed on the earth, that means paid back, chased in on the earth. God says he chastens all his Christians. He says, if you're not chastened, you're not his. So when you get into perpetual sinning, he will chasten you, cause physical pain to you or worse, to get you back on track, right? So he says, if, if that happens to his people, how much more than for the ungodly and the sinner, okay? So he will chasten, he will punish those people who rip you off of his money on earth. This is before, that's what it said, on earth. This is before the person dies and goes to hell. If that's what happens and they haven't repented when he takes them. You understand? God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Sometime he can even take a child. to chasten somebody. So, if you're an organization, I'll tell you one more story, a personal story, okay? <clears throat> and this woman who, who uh, was sponsoring five orphans in Africa. And I was taking a missions trip there and she asked me, can you check on these, these orphans? You know, research it. Find out, is this real? What's going on? So I did. I went with a pastor who was, uh, knew the organization quite well. We were able to find the villages or schools that they went to, and we did some research. Out of the five brothers and sisters, only one was a real orphan. Yes. Are you hearing me? Because I know many of you out there are sending money abroad to these, to these poor orphans so they can go to boarding school, right? Mm. And then I found out that in that particular country, which is Uganda, the president is all about education. All the schools are free. Yes, even college. Are you hearing me? So if some organization is telling you these poor little orphans don't have, they can't go to school. They have to go to boarding school to get an education, right? That's a lie. And what did they tell you? If you catch somebody in one line, you can disregard everything they've said. Do you understand? So I came back to the United States. I told the woman, and what do you think she did? She stopped sending money. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you this. When, when I was young in elementary school, I loved my parents so much. I loved my home environment so much. And, and we didn't have a lot of money. But I didn't care. I had love. I had my family. Think about if somebody would have came to me and said, we're going to take you and put you in this boarding school. Right? And you get to come home two or three times a year for two weeks at a time. 
I would have cried every single night. I would have cried every night missing my mother, missing my dad, whom I used to thank God every night, or many times, I mean, for the best mother and best dad in the world. Maybe they weren't, but they were to me. You understand? So be wise where you send your money, which is not your money. It's God's money. Amen? Amen, brothers and sisters. So remember, keep the Lord on your mind at all times and all will be well with you. And pray up every day. Read up every day and keep the love of Yeshua, Jesus, in your heart. And we'll all be with our Lord and Savior someday forever and ever and ever. Amen.